Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Retro Slop Podcast. I forgot what's the podcast. One of them, on. yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> the Retro Slop uh, Podcast? One of them. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty excited about this episode. We have a lot of cool news to talk about. Uh, we're talking about a very cool game. This is my first time playing Little Samson for the Same. Nintendo Entertainment System. And I got to tell you, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler I was alert. very <laughs> impressed with this game. I, I can't wait to talk about it. I'm also very excited to talk about next episode's game. Uh, and I'm talking, excited to talk about today, too. Uh, we talk more often than we used to, but I still enjoy it. You know, <laughs> that's good. That's true. This is true. <laughs> Briar's like the brother I never have. A brother from another and mother would have preferred yes <laughs> uh, um yeah. so yeah we also have a couple of discussion topics I, I want you to even though mine is first on the list i'd like to do yours first because yours okay. is relevant to the gcx event that's coming up the guardian Con what do, what's GCX. gcx stand for anything uh, just GCX. guardian expo guardian or gaming experience expo or something like that okay cool something all right generic um so the the question that i had yeah is what's your favorite flight snack and this doesn't have to be like one that they give you i mean you could say yeah you know yeah you have one but so when i was younger <laughs> what we used to do is we used to basically fill our pockets with nipper bottles of alcohol <laughs> oh i was like where are we going with this you know you know those like not, little that much younger what's that i was thinking like as a kid kid no like, younger like a younger a seven adult. year old you know when i was old enough to travel by you know with friends but too too young to be able to afford airplane priced <laughs> alcohol <laughs> sure sure but i still didn't want to be sober for god's sake on a plane uh, no sir oh you're not a fan no i cannot stand i i I cannot stand sitting still for like really that long. Really? Uh, you know, just quietly sitting still, especially. So, uh, you know me, I'm a pretty big guy. Uh, <laughs> Real? I, oh, no. Really? I, not only am I wide, but I'm relatively tall. I'm not like obscenely tall. Like what, 5'11 or something? I'm 5'11, but all of my height is in my torso. So my, my inseam is 30, which is probably average for like somebody who's like 5'8, five, 5'9. Right, but my torso is much longer, so I have to buy like tall T-shirts, like size tall T-shirts. But what happens on airplane seats is that the headrest lands between my shoulder blades, so I'm just like doing like uh, this sucks, this sucks so bad. Like the whole the whole flight, I'm just like ah, this hurts. And at yeah. long flights, like if I fly out your way for like you know multiple hours on a plane, I am pretty goddamn miserable by the time I get there. Um, I have. I try not to fly coach anymore, but you know, sometimes you just can't afford to buy like a, you know, a $2,000 plane ticket. <laughs> you know, I'm the opposite. The I, it's, it's, it's a treat if I get to do first class and it's usually because it's the mileage. Yeah. And it's like barely any more expensive because sometimes you can get deals on mileage. So, yeah. Um, so anyways, but the, the snack situation is it, it's important because they don't let you really bring like hot food on the plane. Like, you, well, you no, that's not true. It was the last time you flew. They, they won't let you bring <laughs> so hot food. You used to be able to smoke in the plane, too. Yeah, you used to be able to smoke in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like, within my lifetime. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, how far back we're going? But you, that's not really true. They won't let you bring it into the terminal. Like, you can buy, like, if there's, like, a, 
you can buy hot food like in the terminal and usually you can bring it on the plane no big deal but it's not like you know it's hot and it stinks like your food so you don't want to really you know i'm, I'm conscious of people around your me. neighbors yeah you don't want to be like you know oh having this like amazing like uh like tuna fish sandwich well everybody else gotta smell your tuna fish you know they got their their biscotti cookies yeah. in there looking at you but I also, I don't want to eat like chips and stuff like that. Cause that doesn't fill you up. That's more just an activity than it is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm eating yeah, chips I'm because I'm bored. Not because <laughs> like, this is nutrition. Uh, so I'll go with usually like trail mix, nuts or fruit. Like that's usually my go-to, but even fruit, it's like a little risky with fruit. Cause you don't want to get all messy, right? You don't have like, you don't have like an orange that you got to peel. And like, then you got like orange juice all over your fingers you know what i mean that's so fun like a banana banana's perfect Sen that's a great idea Sen sensually are you talking <laughs> or an apple perhaps yeah apple's good or apple's good. like a fruit bar i don't know what about fruit chips fruit chips uh you know i don't i just don't i don't dabble in the fruit chips too often i, I like mm. them i just they don't they're, they just don't enter my stratosphere too often they're delicious. I just don't like it when they add like extra sugar and stuff. I feel like they add yeah. extra sugar to everything. Yeah. What it was? <laughs> like what's your way to go? How do you do it? Um, I have this. I've had this. Uh, whatever they call it, uh, routine of, I whenever it's especially if I'm flying solo, I go to the bathroom like as soon as I get through security because usually it's been an hour or two before I've left the house or whatever. Yeah. So I go to the bathroom and I come out and there's like a little mini mart right there. And I pick up a smart water with like the flip off top, you yeah. know, suck sport bottle or whatever. Yeah. And then That's I another get, thing. You uh, can't bring your own water bottle. Right. Well, you can bring like an empty one. And, and Portland's really good. They have like the water. Oh, things. that's cool. And I just bought a Yeti. My my wife's been like hounding me about the plastic water bottle situation. So mm -hmm. just like get a reusable one. And I, I just don't like metal or like the. Get a reasonable one, so you got a Yeti. And I'll, I'll give it a shot, but yeah, Yetis are not cheap. It's like, no. anyways. But my wife is very recycle conscious, so I'm trying to respect that. Yeah, that makes sense. So I get the bottle of water, and then I get a singular Butterfinger. Um, and that's like my, I'm in the middle of the flight, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have a Butterfinger. It's like that, like, nice, um, like a surprise yeah. Butterfinger. Yeah, exactly. In the middle of the flight. Uh, yeah. Butterfingers are not the same as they used to be. They changed the recipe whatever four years ago, and they're still good, but they're not as good. I actually had the first um, Butterfinger I ha I've had in like I don't know, I want to say twenty years today. <laughs> Did you like it, the new Ferrara one? Uh, yes, I liked it, but you're right, it didn't taste the same, and it didn't. Yeah. It didn't have the same texture, really. They don't use molasses in the new ones, and they're Is more it? peanut buttery and softer. The new yeah, ones are. yeah. So, so I definitely missed the old one because it was. It was very singular kind of experience. Why did they change it? Uh, just they got bought by Ferraro chocolates. Uh-huh. Who were they uh, before? And, uh Nestle. Nestle got bought? Uh just I don't they know just if they bought, bought the whole company or just specific types of candy. Yeah. So uh yeah, that was a so big thing. That was a big thing for because it's what was my it was my favorite candy. And oh, so you, you looked into so this. It was like, a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so goddamn it was like, we're what? gonna get to the bottom. March of, it. <laughs> of 2018, I believe. Did you write any like letters March. to anybody? <laughs> what is it? There was a petition it? online I signed. Did yeah, you? it had like twenty thousand signatures on it. That's yeah. it? Oh man, yeah. that's probably why they got bought. They weren't popular anymore. <laughs>
Butterfinger <laughs> BBs were like my favorite thing as a kid too. You Those are that? good. Those are good. You know what my Nobody favorite are? Lay a finger that size. Nobody would better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Yeah. Was you know my favorite things that size are, and this is repulsive to some people, is yogurt covered raisins. Love them so much. They're so good. I like those better than regular raisins. I will agree. You don't like raisins at all? Not by themselves. No? As an accoutrement. It's like a mix-in to something, sure. Like trail mix or something? Yeah, trail mix, you know, yeah. add a little bit of sweetness. Not not in cookies. Like, don't take away from the cookie. Oh, you don't like the oatmeal raisin cookie? Mm, I'd rather have oatmeal chocolate chip or something like that. Oh, oatmeal I, butterscotch. I like oatmeal raisin cookies because it's like, I'm not doing like full-on chocolate chip like debauchery <laughs> to myself okay. i get pissed off when i see when i get an oatmeal because i think it's chocolate chips and then i start chewing i'm like motherfucker this is a goddamn raisin you monster <laughs> uh what else do i like raisins in uh like how about raisin bran you like raisin bran yeah i don't like it in bread pudding or in like cinnamon rolls or anything like that i don't like bread pudding i love bread pudding Ugh. i don't like raisins in it, though yeah delicious you don't like carbs on carbs on carbs i don't think uh uh the english make any foods i like <laughs> I think it's a plain it's just a no-go so the whole the whole country really <laughs> what about beer i mean they make good beer uh do they <laughs> prior's gonna start a war uh... like it's not awful but their penchant for warm beer is not great <laughs> So what's the you started on the little alcohol bottles? I was yeah, yeah. also gonna ask, do you have any like travel hacks or tips that I should employ? Uh, all my travel hacks come from like YouTube videos or like TikToks or twi Twitters or like life yeah, hack give videos. Me the, give me the give me the insight. My father actually is pretty good at traveling because he used to travel. He'd basically be in a new city every week for I don't know thirty years. I think you know just constantly on the road. So. You know, he's the one who taught me never check baggage. Uh, if you need something, if you need something definitely to be there, ship it via like FedEx or UPS. It's way more likely to get there on time than if you bring it on an airplane and check it in baggage. Uh, what else? Uh, toiletries. He's got this like massive toiletry thing because it, it, it used to be you'd go to a hotel and hotel lobbies had like little stores. Mm hmm. But you don't see that anymore. So, like, if you find out you don't have toothpaste at, like, a hotel, sometimes that can be a real nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't really have any. My father, I, I should ask my father for, like, a top ten list of, like, awesome travel hacks because I bet he'd have them. Because he travels yeah. constantly. We're going to have to check baggage, though, because, you know, we got the two littles. And we're going to be there for a you week. You get cheaper fare if you put them in the baggage well no we we have you, put, you have like cards. little cages for your kids that like dogs you put them, <laughs> you put them under the plane i'm getting such a that's a travel day. hack no no just take this little candy this little candy piece made by nyquil's not gonna you know what's great about that too is like if they cry on the plane nobody gives shit you can hardly hear them <laughs> i think you're muted I think you're muted, Jay. You can't hear me. I can't hear you. Uh-oh. Why don't we very quickly disconnect the call and try and reconnect it? Is there some reason this has happened? 
I'm just going to disconnect the call and we'll reconnect it. Oh, sorry, podcast listeners. This is the first time this has ever happened on Discord, to be honest with you. Did that help? Yes. All right. Well, that was weird. I've never had that happen before. All of a sudden. Something new every day, I guess. Thanks, Discord. There we go. All right, we fixed it. We're back. <sighs> Have fun fixing the video. I'm yeah, not going to do anything about that. <laughs> uh, um, what were we talking about? Oh, oh, the luggage. I said we yeah, have a last card. Checking your kids and luggage. Yeah, we all get to check the bags. <laughs> um, but just, it's going to be so much having two checked baggage, probably yeah. two carry-ons, a stroller. Yeah. Two kids that can't carry shit for themselves. You know? No, <laughs> you can't trust kids that age to carry anything. They're definitely going to leave it behind. So I'm just going to be like, all right, let's go. All yeah. right. Uh, what's the your luggage life situation life. look like? Do you have like relatively new luggage? Because luggage has gotten way better. I would say so, in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. So I have a carry on that that's nicer. That's newer that I travel with when I'm going to cons and stuff. I had bought one for Wyverton, a decent Samsonite one. Yeah. Our dog within the first month of having him chewed the zipper off of it. And mm. it was like a brand new luggage. So we have to get that fixed. So you had to put the dog down. <laughs> Dad. I understand. Good Lord. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyways. So, we have, we're not going to be able to get that fixed in time. So we have like really old luggage, like stuff I used to do, like take on drum corps summer trips yeah. with so like 20 year old, 15, yeah. 20 year old luggage. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. The new luggage with like the four wheels, so much nicer. Even like oh, yeah, the old stuff with wheels. the two wheels where you had to like lean it over was yeah. kind of a pain in the ass with the four wheels. Now that's way nicer. Yeah. Well, that's good. It seems regularly relatively easy to use that yeah, it shouldn't be too bad we'll figure it out like, can you fun. fit both kids in one and get a little discount because now you gotta <laughs> pay for every check back <laughs> we're i'm i'm stoked though because we really only had to pay for like 1.25 plane tickets oh mm. how did you do that because we have alaska i mean they, they're like 700 flights too to from oregon to florida so we have companion fare through alaska which is like an extra 120 dollars um, so we did that. We did one ticket, one companion fare, and then we bought two tickets with miles. Oh, nice. So that's good. Saved us a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to do my discussion topic before or after the first news story. Because <laughs> they're related. There, there's a reason yeah. my discussion topic yeah. is what you can it is. talk about it and then we can go straight into the, the news. All right. So well, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna do the news story real quick. Okay. Why, why don't you do the news story? Sure. So Limited Run released their list of upcoming games. And there's a bunch of stuff on there that I didn't really list because it's a bunch of like so many cool retro. Things. It's like new stuff, but or or things that, you know, yeah, I don't know. I didn't care as much about. But some of the stuff they're bringing back, uh, there was a, a apparently a previously canceled Shantae Game Boy Advance game called Risky Revolution. So I watched this little like four minute video. And basically after they created the original Shantae, Game Boy Color game, which is like a $600, $700 cart. It uh, did not sell well. And they were working on the GBA game when the Game Boy Color game was being released. So they were like going to publishers and being like, hey, we have this Game Boy Advance game. We'd really like to release it. And they're like, well, how are your sales? 
And they're like, not good. Want to make the game? Or they were like asking them to make concessions, like cut down the content or whatever. And they're like, nah. And so they just like, they just straight up canceled it and they like archived all the stuff. So, you know, Shantae and limited run games are very tight. I think limited run did the Shantae um, switch games. And that was like one of the first games that limited run did was the Shantae yeah remake on the switch so they are going to redo the um the game boy advance game as a cart i believe which is super cool because i don't know very many game boy advance carts uh, that limited run has done yeah so. i don't know i don't i don't know either. so that one's fun uh the, the remastering we talked about this before the remastering gargoyles for the switch which is coming in yeah the fall. i'm interested in this because it's coming in the fall but there's no video of it like they no they're not showing anything about it and that game is cool yeah it's a it's a good genesis game it's not a very cheap one it is a, a solid title though especially for a disney game yeah there wasn't a ton of great disney games back then they were either really hard or just clunky or whatever <clears throat> um so the Castlevania Advance Collection was pretty cool. The the yeah. Castlevania Advance games are amazing. Plus, it has a fourth game, Dracula X, for the SNES, which is it feels kind of weird. It's like, yay, the three. I guess it's because they're what, sixteen uh, bit, or yeah, yeah. Right? I feel like Dracula X should have been in the first collection that had all the eight bit games and the sixteen bit games. It just feels like it would have fit better there. But whatever, hey. They're like, oh shit, we forgot about it. Just throw it in the next one. I mean, nobody really <laughs> likes it anyway. So <laughs> uh, the the Gex trilogy, which I have not played any of those games, but um a lot of people like them. Yeah, they are popular. Uh Jurassic Park games, which you know, not the best games in the world, but they in, embodied a lot of my childhood, especially the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, I might pick up that collection just for funsies. You put in here plumbers don't wear capes, which I did see, but I don't have a lot of love. Uh, you know, I don't have, I don't really know anything about that game. It was basically like a, a Skinamax porn game for the oh. 3DO. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's kind of internet famous now, but they're they're gonna release it, which I thought was funny. Yeah. So yeah, and there is quite a few others. If you want to check out the list, you can go to limitedrun.com. Yeah, I believe is the website, or um, there's lots of news stories and stuff. Yeah, even it. like right now, there's uh there's the telnet shooting collection which is like a collection of four right. uh shooting games there's two sega genesis cartridges el viento collector's edition and soul Deece collector's edition which come to you as you know sega genesis cartridges which is kind of neat uh jamestown is up right now which is a new game but it's like a retro inspired shooter like a top-down uh vertical scrolling shooter and then vengeful guardian moonrider is up for the ps5 uh and that game is brand new but it's definitely inspired by games like shinobi and stuff like that like retros inspired and it's a very good game uh so i like limited run games what mm -hmm. i like about it is that it gives <laughs> an opportunity to like smaller developers or you know games that wouldn't necessarily get a chance to get a physical release it gives them that opportunity right and I think that's awesome. So, like, I, I think uh, Vengeful Garden Mooney Rider is a great example of this. Is mm -hmm. that, like, that game would probably just get a digital release and that's it. But, you know, because there's, like, limited run, there's other, there's other ones of these, too. What, like, Special Edition and Super Rare Games. And there's, like, a bunch they of these companies. Yeah. And, like, th they get an opportunity to 
to get a physical release, which, you know, for guys like us, I think is really valuable because it's nice to get a it's nice to get a physical edition of a game. However, <laughs> there is a problem, and that is you can wait what seems like forever to get these games delivered. And I'm, you know, just for funsies, I'm going to go through the games that I have ordered <laughs> from Limited Run. And their dates. And the especially. dates I ordered them. Uh, and I'm going to start with the newest first. And we're going we're gonna to work backward. Sure, sure. So in March, I ordered... Vengeful Guardian Moonrider for the PS4 and the Switch. Uh, currently, it's available for the PS5. I'm honestly, I might get the PS5 version just for fun. I don't know why I need three copies of that game. Can I you probably cancel just, the PS4 version. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. And then also Steel Assault, uh, which I have completely forgotten what that game is. Honestly, it's like a side-scrolling. I don't know. It looks like maybe a. Uh, Kind of Metal Geary kind of thing. Looks like a Game Boy Advance game, to be honest with you. It looks kind of Metal neat. Gear or Metal Storm. Metal Slug. Metal Slug. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, I've I've forgotten <laughs> all about it, uh, but I ordered it uh, March seventh. Uh, paid a hundred. You know, maybe it'd be fun. Do you have a way of put getting a calculator going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just want a total? Sure. Yeah, I paid one hundred twenty-one dollars and nine cents. Uh, that that is in production. Uh, I also, on January 9th, I got a copy of Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time uh, for the PS4 and for the Switch uh, for a grand total of $69.97. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see. I do have a bunch of fulfilled orders here, uh, but we're going to go find some. December 25th, 2022, uh, I got the... Uh, Switch Arcade Classics Anniversary Edition. This is a uh, collection of Konami arcade classics. Uh, Jamestown Plus for the Switch and the Glay Lancer Collector's Edition for the Sega Genesis. This is another one of those Sega Genesis cartridges. Uh, grand total of $145.01. Again, December 25th, 2022. November 3rd, 2022, I ordered a book, The History of Sunsoft Volume 1. Uh, I don't know if they've released volume two yet. I might have just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, for the Switch, Radiant Silver Gun, which I'm actually really excited about. That's a fantastic game. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't wait to get my Switch copy. Uh, that was for a grand total of $94.04. On August 21st, 2022, <laughs> <laughs> I got the PS5 version of Night Trap. <laughs> that hasn't released yet Jeez. it hasn't been delivered yet it hasn't been fulfilled yet $43.28 uh, June 12th 2022 hey that our is, anniversary that is over a year ago our anniversary <laughs> uh, I ordered uh, the Contra Anniversary Collection for the PS4 uh, the Contra Anniversary Collection for the Switch I don't know why I ordered both of these I just can't decide which one I want so I just get them both because I'm dumb and a game called American Hero for the PS5. Uh, and that was for a grand total of $117.79. Uh, I think that is it. Yes, that's all my unfulfilled orders. Jay, do you want to know? The, do you, do yeah, you really want to know how the much, total? How much money is Limited Run keeping in their savings account instead of my savings account? What's your guess off the top? $500. It's close. 
closer to 600. Okay. That, all right. But I mean, I, I think I'm not actually that plussed about this. I, I don't really, it doesn't bother me that much. Like I, I'm looking forward to get my games, but I understand that, you know, they're trying to judge how many of these things they have to make because they're a small company. They can't sit around with a bunch of extra inventory. So they, this is basically pre-orders when you buy stuff. Well, they do it a lot now. different now. I mean, when they first started the company, right, they'd make like 2,500, 3,500 right. copies of something. But the community was upset about it, right? Because they'd run out, right? And the resale value of those would go up. Like it's skyrocket. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just the price we pay, I guess, for patience. But yeah. 591.18 is the total. Yeah. I, I like it doesn't, it doesn't bug bother me that i have to wait it bothers me i guess a little but it's like you know i think that's the price you gotta pay uh but i, I do think it's worth noting that if you're like looking forward to like getting something from limited run it could take more than a year to get to you yeah you know yep that yeah. is uh a little while i don't think i have any oh that's not true i pre-ordered the turbo duo i was gonna say i'm not no, sure yes. i have any like and i i ordered two of them so i have is a there hot, a release like... date on that they said, did they say? Not, no, they didn't say. I don't know. I don't know. They might have been vague about it. But so, yeah, yeah. I have like a hot five or $600. The pre-order is still available there. for that. Yeah. So it's not coming soon. <laughs> no. I thought that, I'm looking know, the forward next... to you getting that because I want to add like Turbo Games to our like list of games yeah. to play. I do have, I don't know, about a dozen or so games now too. Awesome. Um, the next story is not technically retro, but I just uh, consider TMNT as you can retro. throw CHB Ninja Turtle news in any day, and I'm on board. <laughs> so they're doing so they have a new movie coming out, yeah, right? and it is called Mutant Mayhem, yeah. And the, the style is interesting; it almost looks like a, a CGI claymation. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of the Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. Is that what those are called? Oh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Not, not like spot on, but it looks great. Yeah, it looks. I, I didn't know about this movie until you told me about these controllers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but they're doing a promotion. Uh, and you know, when I first saw the story, I was like, "Oh, where, where can we buy these? You can't. Uh, this yeah. is only for giveaway. They are making Xbox controllers that have pizza sense. I love it. S c-e-n-t-s scent yes in them they like smell they have as these they were dipped in pizza yeah so no change they have these really. like defeat little like <laughs> diffusers built into the controller or like you have to remove them and put them in somewhere uh with like oils that are putting out pizza scent i love it i think it's funny <laughs> I, I like i mean i'm gonna try and win one of these <laughs> i think it's great uh, I didn't know about that movie until you put the story into the news here. Uh, and the movie looks great. I can't wait to see the movie. Um, I don't know. The controller's, that's fine. It's funny. It's a gimmick, right? Do you it, think it, it that this is going to start some kind of like movement for scented controllers? Scented anything gaming related. Uh, I can't see a huge market for scented gaming controllers. Like, do you think we'll ever get to smell o vision? I don't, I think that technology exists. It's just nobody wants it. It's like, the, like technology has gone too far when like a guy farts on TV and you can smell it in your living room, right? You know, it's like, cause that's what it's going to be used for. <laughs> like 
there's there's not gonna be a lot of like pastoral like flowery scenes that you're like oh it's so relaxing and smell the flowers it's gonna be a bunch of shitty smells and you don't want to smell it's gonna be the the new videos like why does it smell like hot sausage in here yeah I'm I'm gonna guess that the sewers the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live in don't smell like pizza. <laughs> it probably smells like you ever been on like one of those water rides at like a Disney World or something where that misty like mildewy smell. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about yeah. like that musty like everything yeah, feels good. wet in the yeah. air. No, yeah, yeah. All right, I thought that was a fun story. Uh, you um, know what? I I wouldn't mind mind seeing come back. They used to make controllers that had like little fans in them. And they'd like blow cool air into your hands. Yeah. That was yeah. nice. Those were like third party controllers and stuff. Yeah, but it was nice. So Airflow. this was tweeted at us. Uh this next story was tweeted at us by Gavin, but I also saw it on time extension. It's yeah. Ant Stream is coming to Xbox. They don't have a specific date, but they do have a price. And so for anybody who doesn't know what Ant Stream is, I had to kind of research it. It is a repository of retro games. And there's over 1,300 retro games, like some decent stuff too, like Metal Slugs in there and a bunch of other stuff. And they have challenges and like multiplayer and leaderboards and all sorts of stuff. So it's coming as a separate purchase. It's not like Xbox Game Pass or anything like that. And it is $30 a year or $80 for a lifetime pass. Yeah, that's not a bad price. $80 for a lifetime pass. Assuming it sticks around. It, that was my thing. It's like, yeah, that's not a bad price. However, like, yeah, what happens if this service goes belly up, right? Like, yeah, but it's been around for a few years, and it getting yeah. onto Xbox, I feel like it's definitely a good sign for it. Sure. I had you ever heard of it, heard of it before? Yeah, now? I have. I had heard it. Yeah. yeah, I think I had heard about it, but I never looked into it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're the target demographic for this one because it's streaming. You're streaming these games, right? Oh, so it's like. Uh, you know, really, I feel like a lot of these you wouldn't need to stream because they're so low. I agree. Space. I don't like. I think the service would be a lot cooler if it like downloaded the individual game to your device so temporarily because like, you're talking something. about like, you know, not even megabits for a lot of these games. We're yeah. talking about like kilobits. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool service. It's it's not. I don't think I'm the primary target for it, and the the price is right. I think twenty nine ninety nine for a whole year. It does say too in this. Wait, uh, I almost said tweeter. Um, in this tweet, one in every ten pre-orders will be upgraded to a lifetime subscription. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of neat. I'm, I'm glad for them. They got on Xbox. Hopefully, that gets them in. You know, gets them into more. Yeah, hopefully, it sticks around homes. for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, we. Do you remember when we talked about how Sega like put a vote out there for the community? Like, what yeah. console would you like to see come out as a mini console? And everybody was like, Saturn Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> there was an remember. interview with the president of Sega. Yeah. And he basically was like, Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can't blame him, really. <laughs> And the interview too, they're like, it might cost the same amount to make the mini consoles that did the original one, like to buy it, like you know. Oh, oh, like to just three, go out and buy one. Yeah, like three, four, five hundred dollars for the mini. No, it would console. not. You can't. That's what he was speculating. That's what. Oh, no, that's stupid. At. That's dumb. You can you can totally emulate uh, Sega Saturn on one of those like like retroid pocket kind of things. So it, and those things. Are I don't know. Like this bucks. is. 
based on his interview, it says like the Sega Saturn is surprisingly high performance. So the difficulty of miniaturization is high. I don't think it's a case study of let's make another one because it sells well. It looks like it'll be a little bit longer. I'd like to think about it when we're in a situation where we can openly develop it together with people who have always loved the Sega Saturn and Dreamcast. Yeah, I, I, I'm not buying it because you could, like Wilson just said in the chat, just stick a Raspberry Pi in it and call it done. Like you can totally emulate Sega Saturn on like pretty low cost chips these days. I would agree, which is why I'm confused by this. I mean, isn't that basically what they did with the Mega Drive slash Genesis Mini? Like, it's not like it's hardware emulation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little box with a computer in it that plugs into controllers that you can play on your TV. Yeah, this is this is sad to me. I I get from a business perspective, like especially after watching, remember that PlayStation one that completely flopped? Yeah. Um, and they fire sailed them. Yeah, they had to fire sale them. Like, and like, think about how popular the PlayStation is compared to the Sega Saturn. Like, Sega Saturn yeah. is pretty popular with like nerds. Let's just yeah. call a spade a spade here. It's like hardcore video game retro nerds, right? Like, it's pretty popular, but it's not popular like among the the target or the right. Walmart buying public, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, it's just not going to get a lot of sales. Like if you put this thing in retail, like, like NES, Sega Genesis, I feel like Sega Genesis really, you know, it's kind of like the only one that Sega has that really is going to like pop at a Walmart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. True. It's, it makes me sad though. Cause there's so many great, there's so many great Sega Saturn games. And I mean, especially could, in the US, like people just haven't played them. If this could go for 69 or 79 bucks, it'd be awesome. But odds are it's going to be. <laughs> Wasn't right, the Genesis too. also way too expensive too? The little Genesis? Wasn't it like more expensive than the Nintendo systems? That was like 80 bucks. Which was more than the retail of. Because the. How much were the I Nintendo remember ones? correctly. I haven't bought NES, any of them. The NES retailed originally for like sixty nine, and I think yeah. the SNES was seventy nine or eighty nine. Right. Retail, they they go for more now because they don't make them anymore. But yeah, uh, Wilson again is right in chat. He's like the the uh, Saturn and Dreamcast diehards would tear it to shreds if it wasn't one hundred percent accurate emulation. That is also <laughs> completely true. They're just so hardcore. Like that's the thing you can sell a Nintendo like a little mini NES to so many people. Yes. That are just not going to be that critical of it, right? They're gonna they're gonna boot it up for a couple hours with their friends and then put it on a shelf or put it in a box in a closet and never talk about it again. Yeah, Sega Saturn fans are not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different, it's a different it's thing. So I I get it. I don't I don't I don't really believe that it would cost a bunch of money to make it, but it definitely wouldn't sell very well. Sure, I'd buy it though. <laughs> so would I. Uh, speaking of Dreamcast, I didn't know that they were doing this. Uh, the community is like bringing Dreamcast games back to Dreamcast online, really like, through the console. And the most recent one was Daytona USA, so oh you can like God. play against your friends on your original console. However, it's a really convoluted process to like get online with your Dreamcast. Of course, the it only is. problem, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool, though. It is, yeah. It's, it's, I might try this one time. 
<laughs> one time get my yeah. ass handed to me and never again yeah i still have a uh i have the ethernet connector for my dreamcast around somewhere i'd have to look for it yeah because it's not like they're not very expensive the ethernet things no. and like the i mean who's gonna... it... why would you ever want one <laughs> <laughs> it is it does have to be the north american version too uh, of the game the japanese yeah that's fine i've got i've got every north american version of every dreamcast game turns out <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can go pick up a like a legitimate copy of daytona usa for like 10 bucks oh yeah it's a cheap game I most streamcast games aren't that expensive yeah There's there are like some, some of them are pretty expensive yeah um so i thought that was pretty cool and then also a dreamcast story they're starting to bring dreamcast to fpga yeah um the developer said it could take a few years unless he gets some help his name is pixel cherry ninja yeah and just the fact that they're starting this, you know, is pretty encouraging. Yeah. <clears throat> and not just for Dreamcast, but for like all 64-bit systems. I've heard that name before. Has he done the other cores? How many? How Pixel many bits Cherry is, Ninja? is Dreamcast? Is it 64 or is it 128? Uh, that's a good question. Or was it like in a tweener? I don't remember. Oh, he's got a YouTube channel. Okay, I've I've seen him on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 64. 64 yeah but uh, you know thinking about n64 dreamcast yeah playstation all of those coming to fpga would be pretty dope yeah uh well i'm gonna move up this story a little bit because there's another story about um the mr and that's the uh the n64 mr core is progressing nicely it's going faster than they thought um nice. which is pretty neat <clears throat> Uh, that was it, one... it supposedly wasn't going to be able to be done, right? They were yeah, like, it's they... impossible. When I first got into Mister, they're like, nah, N64 is for probably the limit. Like, we're probably not going to be able to get it on, but that looks to be changing. It looks like N64 is going to get on there. Hopefully, uh, they can up res stuff too. That'd be pretty dope. Maybe. <laughs> Briar's <laughs> face is not encouraging there. You know, N64 is kind of where I start to go to emulation on a PC because you can like start playing games at, right. at like yeah. 6K or 4K and like you know it, it can be it can be fun to mess Ray around tracing in 64 games I've seen those <laughs> yeah. <It's> wild <laughs> yeah yeah like the PC version of uh Mario 64 Super Mario 64 yeah yeah but yeah I mean a lot of excitement in the Mister like the Mister is just getting cooler and cooler uh the, the Sega Saturn core is like 80 percent done wilson was saying in chat like some cool stuff happened on mister and you know i'm constantly using that thing whenever we most games that we play for the show i, I play on a mister i think whenever i decide to sell off a large chart a chunk of my collection because it probably will happen i'll probably just pick up a mister yeah oh i think with the dreamcast he said that probably will not work on the mister right this is like probably gonna be like a fpga to be determined in the future uh i yeah probably there would need to be a more powerful fpga module it says um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the the last story that i put on here uh, yes. Briar's got a few other the ones best story i figured i figured briar would enjoy this so yes. they are creating real physical ryu or ryu gloves yeah. from street fighter 5 yeah but they're, they're not cool. for sale internationally. No. They're 70 bucks. They are, you know, very, uh, whatever they call them. They're like they, sparring they're, gloves. 
yeah, they're very closely designed to actually look like the Street Fighter ones. Yeah. And I don't know. So I think that they just make sounds when you do the motions with them. I don't think yeah. you can actually tie them to the game. I think it's literally just sounds. Yeah, yeah. Like certain movements you can make and it'll do like a sound. I do can. Yeah. I do can. Sure you can. But uh, yeah, there's like a little video there on YouTube of like the guy doing it. And yeah, I don't care about the sounds. I, I almost I almost wish for like they'd make it ten dollars less and didn't have the sounds or release it in the U.S. But I just want these things like hanging like from my like like yeah like you know like Rocky Balboa's boxing gloves, gloves yeah. <laughs> you know, except not <laughs> reuse like sparring gloves from Street Fighter Five. I love it. I love these things so much. I hope I can get find a way to get them. They're not coming out. I think till September. I thought I read um september yeah yeah and and not not internationally so until september 15th oh oh so i gotta get them now they started july 20th i wonder if i can get them through like play asia or something i don't know i'll have to find out yeah there you go uh briar's got some more stuff yeah this is a cool story atari has launched collectible arcade circuit boards of retro classics so these are actual circuit boards that they're recreating from like based on the you know the old circuit boards from their old arcade classics back in the day uh and they're collectibles but you could also they are fully functioning you could use them to replace faulty circuit boards like let's say you had like a like in a cabinet yeah a cabinet like a arcade cabinet like big circuit boards like you know like big big circuit boards <laughs> uh they look kind of cool like they're they're definitely like collectible quality um i thought this was just kind of a neat thing like what what a what a great idea it's like you know let's say you really love like a certain atari game like i don't know what's a good atari game from back in the day space invaders sure space invader was space invaders atari it was on atari I don't okay know. um <laughs> and then you you bring that home you can either like just hang it on your wall and be like look at that that's like you know one of my favorite games as a kid i used to play in the arcade or just like a cool piece of wall art. Or let's say you have an actual arcade machine that's got a faulty PCB because it's 50 years old. <laughs> you stick it in there and get it working right. again. Cool. Cool. I'm trying to figure out Atari arcade games. A ton. It does show uh, Space Invaders here. Okay. There Full you position go. Pac Man, Asteroids, Missile Command. I, I don't. Pac Man was Namco. Uh, I don't know. I, I, honestly, these games are kind of maybe it's just showing like arcade games that came to. They're just oh, like yeah. random arcade games from the eighties. <laughs> Breakout, Centipede, Missile Command. Oh, there you Those go. Wilson just put it in chat. He's all the games that are being pr produced: Lunar oh. Lander, Warlords, Major Havoc, Gravatar, and Black Widow. Not the ones that you would. I don't recognize any of those. Well, I don't think you were in the arcades in the eighties. No, 90s. That's why. <laughs> yeah. uh, next yeah. story is Biker Mice from Mars is set to return in a new animated series. This was a, it was kind of like a, I don't I know, I would this. say a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of like, not rip off, but, you know, inspired by uh -huh. a cartoon that came out in the 90s. Uh, there was also a Super Nintendo game that I think was like an isometric racing game. Yes, it's um, an expensive game. It's kind of neat that you know this one's making a comeback. 
I haven't thought about the biker mice from Mars in a long time. It's being co-produced by Ryan Reynolds too. Interesting. He has he has his like fingers in a lot of pots. Yeah, he's got a lot right of money. Now. He just kind of <laughs> likes to spread <spur> around. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched this show. Actually, I do own the S- the SNES game, but I haven't played it before. Oh, really? I think it's actually pretty decent. Of all things, uh, there's a lost Taito game, Crescent Tail, resurfacing 26 years later. This was only available on a karaoke machine that Taito made. <laughs> like in Japan? Yeah, that in Japan. Sound like an American thing. I was like, that and sound- you know, everybody just kind of thought it was lost. Um, but like, I, I can't remember. One of the developers basically was like, "Wait, well, actually, I still have a copy, or I still have like the files for it," and they released it. Um. So it's just as it's like a, a ROM or are they like a uh, proper yeah. release? Yeah, a ROM. No, it probably won't get a real release. Hmm. Uh, cool. Analog pocket supplies finally catched up. Uh, that's nice to hear. So now it's like you only have to wait a month instead of like a year. Uh, you know, it's nice to hear that. I, how do you feel about your analog pocket? You've had it for a year longer than I've had it. You don't play it too often, do you? <laughs> <laughs> No, maybe I, I should. No, I was like, maybe I should take it to Disney World. And I was like, I'm traveling with my two kids. I probably shouldn't. Maybe I'll take it to TwitchCon. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice on a plane. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about what I really like about it is that, like, you know, we played, um, we we played Little Samson this week, and what I can do is I can sit there with my analog pocket on the couch, sit next to my wife while we're watching, you know. I don't know. We'll watch a movie or watch a TV show. And I guess we sit there playing Little Samson, you know, on the analog pocket. And then I can plug it into the dock and start playing on the TV when she goes to bed, continue playing it. It's just a convenient little device. Um, I really like it. Uh, I think it's it's pretty well priced, too. It's is it it's it's going up in price a little. Is it $220 now? It was $229 last I looked. Okay. When it was originally released, it was $199, which yeah. is when I first reordered it. Uh, but I do find that I play it quite quite frequently. Um, if, if you're looking, if you're looking for one, it is it is pretty good. Also, you can uh, you can download ROMs. You can put every game <laughs> every game on it. <laughs> I don't I don't think there's that, a PlayStation that you core. own legally, right? Of course. <laughs> what are you suggesting? No, I know. <laughs> It's know. literally the only device that does what it does. It's the only FPGA cartridge based like yeah. new screen device that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't use the cartridge functionality too often to be honest with you. Um but I do use it, you know, as like a mister that's also portable. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah. My ROMs fell off the truck. <laughs> All right. It's a little Samson. What'd you think? This game is really good. Uh, you know, this is a super rare game, right? You, you, you've gotten the notes that it sold what, something like 10,000 copies. Yeah. So basically the story of why this game is so expensive. There, the gaming historian actually has a video on it. It's about 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It goes into the story about how like Takaru, uh, it was a company based on some Capcom employees that left Capcom. 
So people that worked on Strider, Ghouls and Ghosts, and um, Mega Man. So they weren't happy with Capcom. They wanted to form their own company. So they formed Takaru, which they created a couple. Like, they created one before, and then they pro they produced one, or published one. Games? And then, yes. Little Samson was, like, their last shot. Mm -hmm. And it came out in 1992, late in the NES lifespan. And they basically linked up with Taito. They didn't produce very many copies. There was no advertising budget at all for this. And and the name also speculation that the name hurt it because people might have thought it was related to the Bible or something, which it's not. Because in yeah. Japan it was called Lickle. And the mm, also not the, an awesome something name. About, <laughs> something about the bells. Uh it because it, it talks about the bells that you gotta get or whatever. Lickle. Yeah. L-I-C-K-L-E, which is also <laughs> fairly expensive in Japan, too, but not nearly to the extent. Yeah. So they say that maybe around 10,000 copies were made. And, That's you know, this lot. was, yeah, I don't know, 10 years ago. It was 10 to 15 years ago. It was still a couple hundred dollars for cartridge. Now it's just astronomical. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and this game other... is really fun. So it's like an action platformer, I'd say. Uh, yeah. The first four it's levels like are Mega interesting because you go through, you go through the first four levels. You play a different character in each of the levels. It kind of introduces like you to each of the levels. You play as Little Samson, who can he can jump, he can hang on to, like uh, like stuff in front of him. He can also wall climb, or he can grab onto walls and then like double jump off of walls. And he just shoots straight and he he jumps like he's kind of like your your basic character. And then you got the dragon who instead of double jumping, you can jump and then just like float and then move back and forth. So you can, you, you can use that to like bypass a lot of enemies. Very mobile. Yeah, yeah very mobile. Um, and the dragon shoots kind of like this kind of, it's not a wave, but it's kind of like a J shape. J shape, sure. It goes all the way across the stream, but it's got a curve to it. And then you can play as the golem. The golem is much slower, has a ton of health, has a short range attack, but it's a very powerful attack. You can you can kill things that you can't even that are invincible to like little samson's attack uh, and you, you can, can also on one spikes too yeah. yes you can walk on spikes uh and you got a lot more health and then you can play as a mouse and the mouse can you know it's very small very fast can fit in small spaces get to other places where other characters can't but has very little health and has bombs that you leave behind almost metroid style when you're in a ball um which are somewhat powerful i feel like but are not you know, hard to be offensive with them. You kind of got to be pretty strategic. You don't want to get hit because you got very little health. Right. You got to get close to stuff. So you, you earn all those characters, and then the main game starts, and you can start playing the game. And it almost is like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES, where you can just switch between the the characters at any time to you know to best suit the situation you're in, uh, which is kind of fun. It takes a little while to get used to, of course, but like depending on, oh, I you know. Maybe there's like characters that are shooting at you. It might be easier to go underneath. So you use little Samson and just like, like kind of climb on your on the ceiling, like kind of hand over hand and just go under them. Or you can fly over them with the dragon, or you can just like tank the shots with the golem, or you can like find out like a side route with the mouse. Like there's it's it's a little bit puzzly. It's a little bit fun. Um, and then the bosses come along and they beat your ass. <laughs> you just gotta like i don't know with the bosses most of them i couldn't figure out like awesome strategies so i would just like put as much damage as, into them as i could by like standing in their face with the golem 
Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> switch, <laughs> switch away, <laughs> and I, then I'd start like dodging attacks with the other characters. Um, I don't know. This game it looks great. It it feels great. It's very responsive. It's just like all the characters feel different but very good. Uh, the music is a little bit annoying. I don't love the music. I don't love any of the sound stuff. But um, yeah, I found this. This is, a, this is a real great game for the NES. Yeah, some people describe it as the epitome of what a hidden gem actually is. Like, obviously, any collector knows this game because of the price and all that stuff. But the fact that it's a fantastic game and whatnot. I think the only thing that frustrated me while playing is that when you're little Samson or the mouse and you go to climb on a vertical wall, you have to hit the jump button again to stick to it. Mm -hmm. So if you just jump against the wall, you just slide down, which can be annoying because it's not like, you know, in little in, in Ninja Gaiden, when you jump on a wall, it just it auto sticks. Yeah. So but that can be annoying this, too, because sometimes you don't want to stick. With sure. this, at least you gotta deliberately stick to it. You do have to deliberately stick, but if you're going from wall to wall, you're hitting the button a lot and you yeah. have to time it perfectly, which can be difficult because you just end up sliding down. Sometimes the timing feels a little off. So that was really the only thing I think it and I got pretty far in the game, and there was it's just the level had vertical stuff all over the place that you had to try to like yeah change characters midair and then hit the thing and just it just wasn't working for you i was like i'm done with this yeah. uh, <laughs> it but does overall, get complex yeah it was very forgiving and i played on normal i didn't play on easy there is an easy mode um yeah you 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 said in the notes though that easy mode you don't get to see the last level so you can't beat the right. game properly right so, i don't know how much difference there is either yeah there's no like power-ups per se but you can get things to increase your health for each character you can like choose which character you want more health you can switch and choose which characters you want to like replenish their health yeah or get the um you can also get potions per character which is like an insta full health yeah or revive if they die um if any of the other three characters die they're like out but you don't use a, a continue but if you die as little samson it like refreshes everything um the other thing too is that when you die you start at the beginning of the level again so you could be you know really far into the level well, the sub level. like if you right. die on a boss fight you'll start at yeah, the yeah, boss yeah. fight again until you have to continue yes. and i think then you get right. started at the beginning yeah so but you know you get pretty comfortable with each level because you end up going through them a few times yeah so it gets and... challenging but it's it always feels fair yeah and you have unlimited continues right and there's passwords <laughs> yes for like specific like you know however much health your characters have and all that stuff yeah i forgot to put the gameplay up gameplay up i don't know it i couldn't find a lot as far as like developer interviews or anything like that but it would have been really fun um you know if they like came out with a sequel for this but just the fact that the, the, the company takaru it's just it was just very quickly in and out of the video game industry which is pretty sad yeah it had to be tough to release nes games in 1992 when the super nes was out you know it was like yeah. so much attention was on the super nintendo uh this game is fantastic but it's like geez it's just so overshadowed in, yeah. in that specific time period uh i get i get caught up in that hype and i used to even more when i was a kid is like oh i got the new console i want i want games for the new console yeah i don't want these shitty old nes games i want the super nintendo games and new consoles came out so quickly you know it was like <laughs> they did. at least in that real quick <laughs> no i mean between nes and snes was seven years which felt like a long time and then between snes and n64 was like four years 
Was it didn't really? feel like anything. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it, a lot of people have described Little Samson as like the culmination of everything that developers learned over the lifespan of the NES and like as far as playability and the way the levels feel and the characters and all that stuff. And they, other, other than sound, I guess, uh, but everything else felt like a, a triumph in playability and experience for yeah. a lot of the other NES games. Yeah, there's a lot of complexity. It looks fantastic. It's very responsive. It's fun. Um, there's not a lot of story going on. I don't think anybody talks at all, right? Like there's no there's... voiceover. There is story, and you can if you read the manual. You yeah, I didn't read the manual for story. this one. Yeah, it was a very it was like ten pages. It was really was short, it? but they did kind of set up the story that the wizard is doing something, and you have to get the bells to defeat him, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's well, I, I kind of found it funny is like I, I was describing those first four levels where you basically like it's like intros for each of the characters. Mm -hmm. After that, though, is all the characters like kind of go and see the king or whatever. And I don't know if that's a bell, but they all got to like get in the bell. Mm -hmm. But the dragon doesn't want to. So you have to beat up the dragon first and it's then the, you can put the dragon in the bell. <laughs> I, I found that you can spam attack on the dragon and he just sits there too. Yeah. She, the girl. Okay. So the story with the characters are they were all like human or the same as little Samson and they got turned into animals, I believe, by the wizard or something like that. Okay. So. Yeah. I highly recommend checking this game out. It's super fun. Uh, you know, if you like, I mean, this, it feels like you're saying like a pinnacle NES game. Like, yeah. It's basically as graphically impressive as they get. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Taito just has, I wish they didn't have this history of underproduction. Because, like, thinking about the other Taito NES games are also very expensive. Panic are Restaurant, uh, Flintstones at Dinosaur Peak, they're, like, upwards of $1,000 for just a cart. Wow. Or more. Which is wild. If only there was some free way to play it. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you, you gotta tell me about that if that exists i've been going out and buying these carts uh, i've never heard never heard of anything <laughs> oh these guys also made uh strider mega man and ghouls and ghosts is that what you got here uh the developers were ones that worked on those games oh okay. the capcom staff yeah yeah cool i mean those are some pretty top-notch games <laughs> yeah yeah i like this game i definitely recommend this one definitely check Did this you end out up beating it no, no, I'll, I'll come back to it. This will be like a game, though, that I'll play for funsies for 10, 15 minutes just because I like yeah, it. Yeah, my hands were starting to hurt with some of yeah, the Yeah, Turbo Controller is super helpful on this one. <laughs> some of the attacks, yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. to shoot a lot. <laughs> it's like, the, yeah, it, it, it definitely took a toll on my wrists and hands for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I have that NES controller. I, it's not here. Oh, this one. Yes. You're talking about this one, right? Yeah, and you can the top black buttons are turbo buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes that makes a you don't want to do that with the jump though, but the firing, yeah. No, but that puts in a lot of work. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice to have. Usually I when did I'm that playing, on the boss fights. When I'm playing on uh in my retro games, I use the Apit Do it, it basically looks like kind of like a Sega Genesis or Sega Saturn controller. I really like these controllers because I really like the D-pad, but Man, that turbo functionality is clutch in this game. <laughs> clutch. So, Jay, hmm? for our next episode, what, I don't know when that's going to be. We probably got to talk about that. I think it's going to be like a month from today. 
Okay. That's my guess, right? Because you're going to be traveling. Well, we'll be back in time for the 8th. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe it'll be just a regular scheduled episode then. Um, would you rather play a game on the Turbo Graphics, the PC Engine, the Big 16, or would you rather play one on the Sega Master System? He's thinking. He's contemplating. He's got swinging the little like uh, the the church steeple hand thing. <laughs> put it up to his nose. He looked I'm down. Trying to think, <laughs> is it actually TurboGrafx sixteen or is it PC Engine? TurboGrafx sixteen. I'm sure there's. I'm sure it's available for both. I'm trying to remember. I have the thing that's frustrating is I have both the adapter for the pocket and the Duo pre-ordered, and oh. I don't have either of them. Yes, interesting. We can always find another way to play it. <laughs> <laughs> We've only done one Master System game. That's Let's true. Master, Master of Darkness, right? Yeah. Well, no, we did uh, actually. Fantasy oh, Fantasy Star. Star. Yeah, so we've done two. We've done two. How many TurboGrafx-16 games have we done? We've did done we do Rondo. Legendary Axe? Not yet, no. No, I've been saving, I've been saving TurboGrafx-16 so you, you get one. Because, like, I want to play Legendary Axe on this show desperately, but I've been kind of just, like, saving it. It's, like, back mm -hmm. pocket, you know? But I own that game, too. So. I own it, too. I own the physical copy of that game. Yeah. It's not, it's not expensive. Let's do Master System. Master System? Okay. Yeah. R-Type. That's a shmup? It is a shmup. It is a uh, side-scrolling shmup. It is a very popular one. It's one of the... It holds up incredibly well, I think. Um, and it is available for both PC Engine, TurboGrafx-16, and the uh, Master System. So it's going to be the same game either way. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Good Lord. That's only like 40 bucks. Complete in box. Oh, really? That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, if that is a pain in the neck to play, uh, no, it's I also... have the the analog. Are you talking just in, to people listening? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same game basically as the arcade version. Uh, both the Master System and the TurboGrafx sixteen version were really good. Uh, I think there's like more differences with the Master System version. Obviously, it's a less powerful co console. But if you want to play along on this one, you can play it. There is a version on the Switch. Uh, I think it's called Dimensions EX. There's also available on Steam. Uh, and that has both one and two, as well as upgraded graphics, like 3D graphics for both the games. And it has like modern conveniences, like rewind and save states. And this game is hard. Mm. So, you know, it's nice. <laughs> nice to have some of those modern conveniences. But I'm looking forward to playing the Master System version of it. This is one of the the... I would say the biggest selling points for the Master System, you know, they had R-Type and NES didn't. Hmm. R-Type was a big deal. Super Nintendo did, though. Had R-Type 3, but not R-Type 1. They had two R-Type games, I believe. Yeah, R-Type, what was the first one? The first one was real bad because it had a ton of slowdown. It was like a launch game. What was that called? R-Type, Super R-Type. Super R-Type, yeah. Is that not a remake of this? Um, don't know. And then R Type Three, the Third Lightning, which I also do own. Yeah. There is like I don't know, approximately seven hundred gazillion R Type <laughs> games. 
They just came out with a new one for the PS5. I just bought it. Yeah. It's called R-Type Final 3. <laughs> 56. It says 56 copies, but a lot of those are going to be like, you know, same on multiple platforms. So anyway, 56 Whoa. copies. What does that mean? 56 different versions of R-Type. R-Type, the first one? It, no. Any R-Type game on price charting. Oh, oh, like that that includes like R-Type 2, R-Type 3. Yeah. Okay. And then also like any of them that would be on PAL or American. Oh, or, God. It's all, it's all oh, separate man. entries. All right. Sweet. I'm excited. Yeah, it's R-Type fun. is fun. Cool game. I'll, I'll be interested in what you think about it because we're not. This would be like what, or like third or fourth shooters that we've done. I think the other well, we did two on Super Nintendo. Yeah, UN Squadron, uh, Axel A. We did Lightning Force, right? Hmm. Yeah. Have we done any others? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Gradius? Gradius. 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 Yeah. That one was hard. I didn't like that one. It was too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. And then Guardian Legend had some aspects of it. Oh, that's right. It. Yeah. Oh, so did Star Wars. Remember Star Wars had some too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars for the NES. That was game. like the fourth game that we did. Yeah. Fourth or fifth game. I don't know why. Someday I'd like to do the Japanese version of Star Wars for the NES. <laughs> It's fucking wild. Well, it's not actually a Star Wars game. Yeah. yeah. One. Darth Vader turns into a scorpion. <laughs> or, or wait, no, that one is a Star Wars game. The one that we got is not actually a Star Wars game. I think. Oh, it's not? I can't remember. I don't know. It's hella Star one Wars. One of the two. One of the two. It might have been the Japanese one. I'm getting them mixed up. Anyways, do you have any pickups? Uh, no. No, nothing this week. I got a bunch of stuff ordered, though. I've slowed down on ordering. <laughs> yeah. I've slowed down on ordering, but I had a bunch of stuff come in within the last two weeks. Okay. So uh, I, I, th this is like, uh, Oh, you got a box. It's not even everything. Oh, some game gear games I see in there. So, yeah. So the lady that I bought a bunch of boxes from, they were like game boy boxes and stuff last time to complete. She had her kids had game gear game boxes and manuals. And then also like Genesis boxes and manuals. So I didn't buy all of them, but I bought a good chunk. And I was just going to quickly like go through and show you like Sonic Drift 2 for Game Gear. Oh, interesting. Um, Mickey's Ultimate Challenge for Game Gear. Zool, which I've never. That's like a puzzle like a... game, right? No, it's like a platformer. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. Um, this was the one that I was really excited about. Tales Adventure for Game Gear. Oh, God. He got his own really game. Cool one. Yep, Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one. Sonic Blast, this one's pretty beat up. Um, Dr. Robotnik's bean, Mean Bean mean Machine. Mean Bean Machine. Yeah, that's a puzzle game. And then Dynamite Heady. So the, oh, I, I, I got a handful that, yeah. more, too. Um, just, you know, I think I got them for, like... So those are all empty boxes? And manuals, and they have the game holders and stuff, too. Oh, interesting. So and then also she I got a I got a few for Genesis. So we got Mega Bomberman. Oh, can you can I show see the back of that? Is that like a real Bomberman game? Yes. Yeah, it is. Interesting. No so game Mega in Bomberman. there. Just the box. That's a cardboard box. It's not a it's not a cardboard. Snap. These are all cardboard. Interesting. Yeah. Phantom twenty forty nine. Oh. Which apparently is a cool game. I've never played it. I've never played it either. 
Remember I actually when they made a up... movie out of that character, Phantom? So Did bad. they? It's so bad. <laughs> this doesn't have the insert or the mouse, so I don't know. It's the, the Sonic Wacky Worlds Creativity Studio. It was they Sega's... made a mouse for the Genesis? I didn't even know that. Yeah, this was Sega's answer to Mario Paint. Yeah. Interesting. And I'll bet you it the... wasn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> the big one Ristar. Oh yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I do That's own a the treasure game, game so... right? Is that made by Treasure? Um <laughs> doesn't say. Doesn't say. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm mistaken. It just says Sega. It oh literally... yeah, you're right. I think it was actually made by Sonic Team now that I'm thinking about it. That was okay. Treasure. All right. So and then I have some CIB games I'll go by through quickly. We got Forsaken 64. Oh, can I see the back back of that one? Yeah, it was like a like a spaceship adventure oh, type game, like like Descent kind of sort of. Oh, I love Descent. I love yeah, so that. Kind of like that, but not as good. Like box art's kind of neat, and it's very nineties. Yeah, this, Forsaken was also on PC and I think PlayStation One too, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. This is another cheap game, Space, Space Ace. Ace. Now that's not the original this. arcade game. That is an actual like new for N64 game, right? Super Nintendo, yeah. Oh, Super Nintendo. My bad. It's like a platformer. Yeah. But just the graphics look so hokey. Yeah. Don Blue. Uh, we got Turok 2. Okay. Which the fun thing about this game, this might be the second N64 game that I have that has the added platinum seller sticker. Okay. So this is the red box of Turok 2, but it's the tweener. Where it was a platinum seller, but not the platinum seller box because those are gray. So they put the sticker. This is just a sticker on the corner here. Is that textured? Is the box textured yes, with dinosaurs? It is. Skin? It's like dino skin. Yeah, that's cool. Box. That's neat. I like that um, game a lot. It, it had serious. You want to talk about frame rate issues? <laughs> the N64 days were tough. Yeah. <laughs> but you took yes, what you same. got. You took what you could get. And that was a fun first person shooter that you could play with your friends on one TV. It wasn't as mm -hmm. good as Goldeneye, but it was fun and I really mm -hmm. liked it. It was yeah, I liked it better like, than the first one. I think there's 3 Turok games for the N64. Makes sense. <clears throat> so, and then last but not least, Mario Tennis. That game is fun. Complete in box. I for some I don't know how I didn't have this for so long and I realized I don't know within the last year that I didn't have it, so it's been on my list. Mario Tennis and Mario Golf are probably my new, two most played N64 games. <laughs> Yeah, Mario we're, Golf we're is fun. the most well back in the day, Goldeneye and Mario Kart, but now like modern playing games on the N64. Now it's definitely Mario Golf. I I yeah, can't yeah. get enough of that game. Yep. So that's it for me. And it just feels so much better to play it on an N64 controller, even though I don't even like that controller. It just feels right to play Mario Golf on an N64 controller. I did pick up the, speaking of that, I picked up, um, somebody was selling their Switch controllers, the Genesis controller, the Super Nintendo, the N64 controller, the SNES controller, and the two-pack of NES controllers. I got them for like half of retail. Oh, that's nice. And, and they sell for double retail right now. So somebody was just like selling it on eBay. And I was like, I don't need them, but I'll pick them up because they're cheap. Yeah. Those go on, in stock on I know, but you have to have a you, you just have get, to have a subscription. Yeah, yeah and you just got to get lucky that they're like you look at the right time. I think who's that guy Wario something on Twitter sixty four. Yeah, on Twitter, he'll yeah. Twitter. He'll tweet it out or he'll exit he'll, out. He'll, yeah, he'll zed it out. No, it can't be that. 
<laughs> this is we're living in a cursed timeline right now. I swear. <sighs> Just sitting here looking at my Twitter feed, and it's got a giant X on the top left. Yeah, it's like he's trying to kill that platform. It's like he's trying to kill it. Just pay him eight dollars to murder it at this point. I'm not giving him any money. No way. <laughs> Anyways, R type. R type next week. Sega Master System, but honestly, you know, you can play it on any system you want. Um, you know, there's there's Dimensions EX is a great way to play it if you look that up. It's R type one and two. You get like you can get some modern updates like save states and I think there's a rewind feature, so you can even like back up because there's you know the funny thing about R type is it's not just a shooter. There's it's a little bit puzzly. There's a little hmm. puzzle to it. It's a slower paced shooter than you might be used to. And that's I think what fucks me up on that game sometimes because I get like distracted. <laughs> like, oh nothing's shooting at me. What's going on over? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and I hit a wall. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh if you are around on Thursday. We'll be doing the GCX uh, charity stream uh, for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Uh, that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. It'll be right here on this Twitch channel. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash GCP underscore live. I had to read that off the URL. <laughs> um, that is always a really good time. Even if you're not going to donate, you should come by. Uh, we got all sorts of really really dumb things to do to ourselves um i you mean blame me for this really oh yeah we're definitely gonna blame jay for a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> but it's gonna be a lot of fun we got a bunch of people coming i think we got seven people total uh we're gonna be playing a bunch of destiny i i don't know if we're gonna play any other games this year i think it's just gonna be destiny uh we got a bunch of really crazy things happening so definitely stop by that's 8 p.m thursday what date is that? It's today is the 25th, so it'll be the 27th, right? Correct. So, yeah, plenty of time if you hear this. Come stop by, uh, watch that live, 8 p.m. Eastern uh, on twitch.tv, DCP underscore live. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.